0: Welcome to Mom in Mind, where we dive into all aspects of perinatal mental health and wellness related to conception, pregnancy, birth, loss, postpartum, and new parenthood. We raise the volume on these topics in hopes that someday everyone will have the support and information that they deserve before they need it. Please note this podcast is not a replacement for treatment by a professional or professional training. Welcome back to Mom in Mind. I'm your host, Dr. Cat. Today on the podcast, we're going all the way to the UK to talk with Dr. Raja Gangopadhyay about his perspective on perinatal mental health from a global perspective and his work as a consultant obstetrician from the UK with a special interest in perinatal mental health. He's also the founder of the International Forum for Wellbeing in Pregnancy. He's been doing quite a bit of work in the UK and has a lot of perspective to give us on how we can think about perinatal mental health care in terms of a team approach involving the OBs, involving anyone really who touches the pregnant or postpartum mom. And he offers some really key insights on how we should be thinking about perinatal mental health, that it should be just as common knowledge as CPR, that everyone needs to know this life-saving information. So let's dive in and meet Dr. Raja. Welcome Dr. Raja, thank you so much for being with us.
1: Thank you very much, Dr. Kat. First of all, I would like to say hello to everyone who is listening to the podcast. And thank you very much to you for kindly inviting me and be a part of your uh, great initiative.
0: (laughs) Thank you so much. Well, I'm honored to have you and really excited to share with everybody the work that you're doing. It's because I think it's absolutely imperative For the perinatal world. And so maybe you can start off there by telling us a little bit about the work that you're doing now, and then we'll get into a little bit more about OBs and obstetricians.
1: Absolutely. Thank you. So I am a consultant obstetrician. I work in the UK as a consultant obstetrician, and I have a special interest in looking after mothers and families who have mental health problems during pregnancy or during the perinatal period. So that is what I actually have been doing. I'm a part of the multidisciplinary team here, and there is a quite good care pathway here.
0: I've heard a little bit about the care pathways in the UK and I'm a little bit jealous because I don't think ours is as streamlined as what you have there.
1: Yes, um, you know, what you have pointed out is absolutely right. But at the same time, it is not uniform all across the UK. Um, we are lucky to have here where I walk in Hertfordshire area, but we do not have that, you know, in many parts of the UK. Um, there is a great work being done by uh, one of the organizations called uh, Maternal Mental Health Alliance, who are working tirelessly, who are working with government and different other sectors to ensure that every mother and their families in the UK get that specialist mental health care. So, um, yeah, we do have... So, this is, in a way, I'm very proud. But at the same time, when I think about other parts of the UK, I feel very sad. And as you rightly said, that it is not only about UK, it is actually about mothers from, from the whole world, really. So, mm-hmm. many parts of the world, they actually do not have any concept in many parts of the world. They do absolutely have no concept what a parental mental health is or whether it is absolutely... Mm-hmm an essential part or even a luxury for the healthcare. So I think we all have to work together to fight all these myths. And, you know, yeah. at the same time, even if you have a good quality service, but if due to the stigma, due to the shame attached to the mental health problems, often the mothers and families don't want to talk about this. So it is not yeah. only important to have a good service, but at the same time, it is absolutely essential that we all work together, join hands to talk about mental well-being during pregnancy, regardless your role is in the society.
0: Yes, absolutely. And we were talking a little bit before we started recording about how difficult it is to get people to be invested in something that they're not sure that they need to know about. And that kind of brings us a little bit about what you see, the role of the obstetrician and Mm -hmm. how they can be more involved in perinatal mental health care. Can you tell us a little bit about, from your perspective, how you think OBs could be more involved?
1: Yeah, I think it is not only about obstetrician, but it is actually an important role for each and every healthcare professional who is involved in the care for the mothers and their professional role. For example, obviously the role varies, the pathway varies of the pregnancy Care pathway varies from different parts of the world. For example, if I just generalize it, for example, you know, most of the time it is the obstetricians. In some parts of the world, it is a GP. Um, You know, uh, sometimes health visitors are there. You know, sometimes there are care providers in the community. So everyone who are involved in the care of the mothers during pregnancy, I think we all have to be aware of our role. If you look at the confidential inquiry into maternal death, again, I'm talking about the UK perspective, but even if you look at the statement from World Health Organization on this mental health problems during perinatal period, you will find that, you know, this is the most common when depression, anxiety are the most common health conditions during pregnancy. We often do not realize Mm -hmm. that. And it is also a leading, a direct cause of maternal death.
2: yeah.
1: You know, in other words, whenever we talk about different health conditions, about pregnancy, we often miss out on the mental health problems, which many mothers actually die of mental health problems all across the world. So, uh, you know, it is one of the leading causes of mental death. And sometimes also what we do not realize that mental health problems are equally prevalent in pregnancy as well. Mm -hmm. So, it is not only about postnatal depression and postpartum psychosis, but anxiety, depressions and all other mental health problems actually are almost equally prevalent in the pregnancy period. And pregnancy is a wonderful opportunity to identify the problems at the very early stage, address them, Mm -hmm. and you can prevent or you can at least, you know, minimize the risk of having serious problems afterwards. So this is why I think the obstetricians, the role of the obstetricians, midwives, you know, GPs, health visitors, everyone uh, come into play. So regardless. And
0: you were saying before this multidisciplinary team approach is at the core of your understanding. And Mm -hmm. I absolutely agree with you that we all need to be looking at this and thinking about mom's whole well-being, not just the physical aspects of what's going on with her, but how her mental health challenges might be affecting her, her pregnancy, and potentially in the postpartum. And I love that your focus is on pregnancy for that reason, because it's often left out of the conversation that I think the old idea was that pregnancy was some sort of protective factor. And you know, going along with all these ideas that women are fine and babies are fine during pregnancy
1: absolutely so let me give you a, some statistics which will help everyone to understand their role first of all yeah. as i said that you know this is the most common health condition in pregnancy mm-hmm. So in other words, usually the overall statistics is one in 10 mothers can have, this is a global statistics by World Health Organization, approximately about one in 10 mothers can suffer from it. But there was a study published by King's College London from the United Kingdom.
0: This podcast is supported by Understood Explains. As parents, we are often having to figure out things as we go, and that is very true for our children's education. And to help you out, I want to tell you about a podcast called Understood Explains. This season is hosted by teacher and special education expert Uliana Ortube, and she discusses all the things you'd want to know about individual education plans, or IEPs, what they are, why they're needed, who benefits from them, and what to expect when you have meetings with teachers. I could have really used this podcast when my son had an IEP for speech when he was six. I was overwhelmed trying to understand the process and what everything meant. The episode on Understood Explains, Does My Child Need an IEP? was the kind of info that would have really helped me get the most out of the educational support of the IEP for my son. And if you need that kind of support, I really recommend this podcast. To listen to Understood Explains, search for Understood Explains in your podcast app. That's Understood Explains.
3: through our challenges whether you're seasoned in personal development or just starting out make some noise podcast will help you become the best version of yourself the person you're proud of when you look in the mirror and show up in your life simply search make some noise with andrea owen wherever you listen to your podcasts
1: it showed that it can be up to one in four mothers during pregnancy you know Mm. so you can imagine that what is the extent of the problem
0: Oh my gosh.
1: And sometimes in my practice, I've seen, actually, if you explore, if you allow the mothers to talk about that, actually, you know, many mothers do not want to disclose this. One of the important reasons for that, in many countries, there are social services involved. And there is a fear Mm -hmm. that if the mother starts talking about their mental health problem, Mm -hmm. they can be perceived as someone who cannot look after their babies They can be unsafe for their babies. As a result, the babies are removed. That is a total myth. I don't know what is happening in other parts, but I can talk about the UK perspective that this is... It does
0: happen here too.
1: Okay. This simply is not true. I would like to reassure everyone that if you're having mental health problem during pregnancy or afterwards, this has got nothing to do with your role as a mother. And yes. please remember that you are the best mother for your child. No, can, mm-hmm. no one can replace that one. In fact, there is something called mother and baby unit, where if a mother is quite seriously unwell from mental health problems and needs admission to a psychiatric unit, then the best possible way to do that is actually to admit her in a mother and baby unit, where in yeah. spite of her having a serious mental health issue, she can still stay with the baby. The advantage is that it helps in the recovery process, number one. And number two is that she can have a better bonding and attachment with the child. You know, that is absolutely vital for the child's development. So this is something we always have to remember. And sometimes also they feel that, you know, if they talk about their mental health problems, then... The society might see them differently, might become a bit judgmental. You know, sometimes they might be seen as a mother or as a parent who is unable to cope with the challenges of motherhood or parenthood. Again, this is simply not true because this is a health condition. For example, if I have diabetes or high blood pressure, you know, this is exactly the same way it should be looked at. It should not be looked at anything differently. So this is something to bear in mind. And uh, um, you also just another fact I would like to discuss here that will also bring into discussion that, you know, what is the role of uh, health providers who are directly involved uh, in the care of the mothers. Now, when we talk about mental health problems, you also mentioned something very, very important that we feel that, you know, the pregnancy hormones are protective. Yeah. This is simply not true. Right. Uh, you know, that confidential inquiry into maternal death, we call it embrace report uh, now. Um, embrace it, report? Uh, embrace, yes. So I will uh, oh, okay. send you the link. You, will, you can share. This is an excellent document for everyone, although it has been written in the perspective of the UK. But I think there are some learning objectives from here. Okay. Great. So what it said, you know, and that probably summarizes the importance is that as the body changes during pregnancy, so does the mind. So mm-hmm. you cannot actually separate those two. So this right. is always important to remember this aspect. So this is, is a vital point here. Second is that if the mother is having uncontrolled mental health problems or she's even undergoing stress during pregnancy, there is a very clear evidence now that uh, it can have an impact on the unborn child. So it can lead to sometimes uh, early labor. We call it preterm labor or, mm-hmm. or premature birth. Sometimes it can lead to the impairment of the baby's growth leading to uh, small birth with babies. Sometimes it can lead to some changes in the baby's brain and can have an impact in the development of the child in forthcoming years. Now, at Mm -hmm. the same breath, I would like to say one thing that, you know, I don't want to scare anybody because if you're undergoing stress, if you didn't get the appropriate health during pregnancy, it is not end of the world. And this does not have an impact to your child for every mother. But yes, there is a potential. So it is always helpful to address the emotional health, address mental health right from the pregnancy. So this is one aspect. Second is it is also important to remember that people around her, mainly the partner or if for single mothers, you know, where she's on her own. But if someone else is supporting her during pregnancy, it can have an impact on them. We have some statistics for the male partners. And, you know, we have uh, uh, Mr. Mark Williams and many others who are, you know, working tirelessly to raise awareness. Yes. So you will see that 10 to 14% of the dads can have postnatal depression or PTSD. But Mm -hmm. in fact, the stigma and shame is much more in the partners because, you know, sometimes another thing to remember here is that uh, when we are talking about dad's mental health, we are mainly sort of focusing on the male partners. But in my experience, I've seen that, you know, it can equally have an impact on the same-sex partners or anyone playing in that role. I've seen, you know...
0: Anyone in the support role?
1: Anyone in that supporting role can be affected. So we, I think, uh, we as a healthcare provider, we have a moral responsibility to ensure that, you know, not only the mother, but the family is supported. So we must have a sort of a comprehensive strategy.
0: In terms of what you see in the system in the UK, I I know it's a little bit different than what we have here. Mm -hmm. There are really... Kind of cut out roles, specific roles for providers, where mm-hmm. you know one the OB just does these sets of things, and mm-hmm. the general practitioner does these things mm-hmm. and the does these other things. What have you seen that actually works and how we can bring everyone together, even if let's say the OB doesn't have specific training in mental health
4: mm-hmm.
0: or perinatal mental health? what are things that right now people can do to help bridge these gaps?
1: You know, most of the time, you do not have, uh, uh, you know, it is always better to have uh, quite extensive training. But most of the time, it is a very basic uh, knowledge and training what you need. And most of the time, it is about the mindset. This is what I always tell, you know, we might have different pathways, you know, we might have different pathways, maybe in UK, United States, India, you know, Africa, so it may be a different care pathways. But if you look at broadly, why the pathways have been developed, it is actually for two things. At least that is what I feel is to ensure a safe treatment or a care provision. And okay. also everyone as a health care provider, I think we should always follow what the World Health Organization is suggesting. That is the way they have defined health. That is a combination of physical, mental, and social well-being. Now, we might have different beliefs, et cetera. So our care pathway or maybe uh, need, the structure of the society may be different. So, uh, you know, the care pathways, the technical term, uh, may be different. But right. if we have that right attitude, we, if we have the same goal, I don't think there is going to be any conflict. We have to uh, sort of work together. To achieve that comprehensive goal. Yes, it might be different. Maybe the way I provide care in my unit uh, may be different uh, from the other. But if we all try to achieve that goal, I think I always feel and I strongly believe in that we can always join the dots. Because at the yeah. end of the day, you know, it is all about individualized care, keeping mm-hmm. the mothers and families in the heart of everything. Yes. You know, and we have to listen to them.
0: Yes, we do. You
1: know, and I also always believe, and I have seen it in my whole career as a doctor, that if you listen to the mother and her families, you can never go wrong. You know, regardless, uh, even you may not know about a condition very well, but if someone as a mother or a family is raising a concern to you, you should not be ignoring it. Right. You know, I may not know it doesn't necessarily mean that condition doesn't exist. And, uh, yes, you know, yes, thank you. This is exactly sometimes things go wrong. For example, if you look at, again, I keep on going back to confidential inquiries. Again, I would like to clarify it here that although I'm talking about UK confidential inquiry into maternal death, but the lessons we have learned, I think it is applicable to any part of the world.
0: Can I ask you a little bit more about that? I mean because this is an uh, absolutely an issue here in the US too maternal mm-hmm. death and trying to understand how and why and there's an additional layer of severity mm-hmm. uh for women of color mm-hmm. I don't know if that showed up in terms of the report that you're describing, but I know that you said there are a couple of things that everyone can look out for in terms of preventing maternal death. Can you speak to just a couple of those and then I'll put the link to the report? Absolutely.
1: First of all, a couple of things I will mention from confidential inquiry and some of them are in general. First of all, for example, you know, um, now again, there are some basic knowledge about sort of medicine or medical science is important. For example, when we are talking about first aid, for the kids, you know, everyone needs to know, right? I'm just giving an example, or a CPR, that is a cardiopulmonary resuscitation. We all have to know very basic stuff. You know, if someone is that, uh, you know, having choking, what should be our role, regardless, whether you are a health professional or not. Right, Exactly the same principle applies to uh, mental mental health. And it is not a rocket science, for example, Again, I will send you the link, but to just summarize and put it in a very simple terms. First of all, if someone is experiencing any thoughts of uh, suicide or someone, you know, has serious thought about it, I think that should never be ignored. Even if she have any mental health problem, it most, most likely, you know, it is not alarming, but it is always better to seek medical advice without any delay. Or sometimes they might have a thought of harming others, for example, you know, harming the child, for example. Then this should be taken very seriously. Sometimes they might feel that, you know, well, she often talks about that. So, you know, we can ignore it. Please do not do that. Because mm-hmm. your one step, you know, your one step can save her life. Right. If you look at the global statistics, often it is stated that for one death of the mother, there can be 500 more mothers who might be at the same position. And uh, if she does not get appropriate support, care and recognition, you know, um, she also might die. So it is not about death of one mother. I'm actually, uh, you know, it is very sad, but at the same time, we have to remember that there are many, many mothers. And regardless of your role, regardless of whether you're a health professional or not, you know, your one active intervention can save a life. If you just uh, say that, you absolutely that, you know, let us uh, speak to someone from health professionals. Let us just make sure that nothing serious is going on because that can be an indication of very, very serious mental health problems. So this is one. Second is that uh, if you are pregnant or perinatal period is, you know, we consider it up to one year of childbirth. So during pregnancy or within one year of childbirth, if you feel that you are struggling to concentrate or you are feeling uh, anxious or feeling quite low most of the time of the day, you know, it can be a sign that, you know, it may be uh, may not be uh, anything serious. But at the same time, it may be a symptom that uh, you might be having actually a mental health problem. So especially if it is worsening. Again, if you see it in your friend, your members of the family, your colleague, you must encourage her to get some medical advice and encourage her. This is why I keep on saying that, you know, it is everyone's responsibility or everyone's business what the Better Mental Health Alliance says, that, you know, you might be the one to whom she is, you know, expressing her concerns. So you you should not turn a deaf ear to her, but you should listen to her Mm -hmm. acknowledge uh, her concerns and encourage her to seek help. Right. If you do this, this bit, and you know, that can help.
0: Yeah, I love that. I mean, the way you're describing things, and I hope the way that people are hearing things is that you don't have to go to a specialist in any one thing in order to be supportive and helpful. That if we're all kind of on board and thinking about things from the perspective of you know, here's a pregnant woman or someone who experienced a loss or someone who just now has a baby. Mm -hmm. Thinking about not that, well, she looks fine, so everything must be fine, but really asking the question and listening to her when she does talk and having some fundamental knowledge of where, you know, or maybe helping her find a resource Mm -hmm. is extremely, extremely helpful. And I think that a lot of what you're talking about with your work with the International Forum for Wellness and Pregnancy Mm -hmm. is to really, and that it is international and it is broad, and you're trying to bring in a lot of different people and organizations and perspectives Mm -hmm. to address these issues in a real broad and not just localized way, but an actual international forum. Mm -hmm. Can you talk about that work, what that is like?
1: Absolutely. And before I go into that, I would like to just clarify one thing that what we just discussed so far is that, you know, we all have a role to encourage her to seek help. And as a healthcare professional, for example, specifically those who are directly involved, for example, obstetricians, midwife or uh, general practitioners in some of the countries or health visitors, your role is it is very, very important to identify your role, understand your role if you don't do that, you know, this is exactly where sometimes things go wrong. For example, if you look back at the confidential inquiries, or in fact, a review of the maternal deaths, you will realize that most of the time, the failing starts in pregnancy. And, you know, it is sometimes we take a step back, we feel that, oh, you know, maybe as an obstetrician, I don't have anything to do with it, because I'm not a mental health specialist. But please remember, that you will be the uh, f- uh, first one to identify and signpost her to the right direction. And your role and responsibility does not stop her with just making a referral. You have to make sure that she is being referred to the right specialist, perinatal mental health, wherever possible, or, mm-hmm. you know, who can support, support her. And your role also to ensure that she is continuing to get the right support. Again, what the confidential inquiry has said again, I think it, you know it is applicable from any part of the world and in fact any any health condition they are saying that it is okay to ask and you know it is okay to tell, although it yeah. is a very simple thing, but it has got a lot of implication at least i uh, I am very grateful to them that you know they are highlighting all this issues in a very very simplistic way so what does it mean that you know if you are having any difficulty Please seek medical advice you it may be a very simple thing but you know it might need a full assessment this is one and second is that it is okay to ask in other words if you feel that you are not getting better it is always better to highlight that to healthcare professional and
2: right
1: yeah again you know as an obstetrician my role is to not to tell you know what medication is best if whether she needs medication or not that is a role of a specialist mental health team, for example, psychiatrist, psychiatric nurses and all relevant uh, team. But my role is to ensure that she is going and getting help from the right person. She is improving because, you know, if I do not monitor her, you know, and do not give the feedback to them and work in, in it as a team to have the communication going, you know, I think there is a potential that things might slip through the net and can potentially right. endanger her life. So right, it right. is absolutely vital. So, you know, sometimes, again, very important to remember here that, you know, if you are not aware of anything, there is no harm. Uh, I always feel as a, even as a consultant, I always feel that, you know, you know, I'm not God. I may, be, may not be aware of many things, but no harm to acknowledge that, your limitation.
2: Right, and yes.
1: You should Yes hesitate to tell the mother that, you know, I may not know this, but I will ask somebody who knows it, yes, or exactly. I may do some research to bond with it.
0: That's exactly right. I mean, nobody can know everything, but I think that's where we get into a little bit of trouble. Some people don't know, and so they freeze up and they stop helping, or they, oh, who knows if they, you know, don't want so to it, seem like uh, they're inadequate or whatever, but if you can just... Use your humility and say that I don't know, but and then the second part that you listed, but I can find out, I can look into it, then Absolutely. then you're doing more help than harm at that point. You
1: know, Dr. Kat, the reason I brought this point up is that we have to remember here that seven out of ten mothers who stop medication during pregnancy, they have relapse of their existing mental health condition. Now, what happens? That's a lot. Exactly. So it is, it's quite significant, isn't it? Now, if you sort of see overall what is going on, is that that sometimes worries me. And that is why I keep talking about training and training and training for, uh, you know, the maternity staff. Um, yeah. You know, when they come for the first visit, you know, she might be using some medication. Now, uh, you know, for example, there are three uh, main group of medication. One is antidepressants, one is uh, mood stabilizer, and uh, one is antipsychotics. Now, there is often, you know, there is a concern that whether they are safe or not. Now, it is absolutely no no harm in having that concern. You know, this is absolutely okay. But if you are not sure that whether stopping uh, or advising her to stop taking medication... Not knowing the full context of the, you know, the situation, it can be harmful because I don't know about yeah. many parts of the world. But what I can see in the UK that still, in spite of having all this awareness, things, what is going on, many health professionals at the initial part of that booking visit or initial contact, they actually advise the mothers to suddenly stop medication or suddenly. For example, if someone is insulin dependent diabetic and if you're telling someone to stop the insulin, without knowing the consequences, you are actually not doing any good, although maybe you are doing in a good intention, but that can be potentially dangerous.
4: Right.
1: So this is, you know, if any of the, (laughs) anyone actually listening to this podcast, just as a health professional, I would request you something. If you are not sure about any particular medication, which is safe or not, please clarify with someone before telling her to stop medication. Because that can be a line line for
0: her. Absolutely. And I would emphasize, too, that I think it's important to even acknowledge that you're not sure. Absolutely. You know, we're in systems that move quickly and people are in and out in a fast way. And I don't know how much time people have to really reflect on how confident they feel in their decisions. But to be able to tell yourself as a provider or even as a friend that I don't actually know for sure what is right for this person is in and of itself powerful because if we start to assume that we do know based on two pieces of information, then we're potentially doing harm. And I don't think that's the intention of anybody. People, you know, people are wanting to help, but we have to be able to self-reflect. We have to be able to acknowledge where our blind spots are Absolutely. and go and, and get that kind of support. And I think that's part of what you're doing in the forum for being in pregnancy
2: us a little bit about that
1: uh, yeah uh and yes uh, uh just finishing off what you just said is our basic teaching about you know medical science when we enter is uh, that please do no harm <laughs> uh, you know right we may not be able to do everything we may not know everything we may not be trained to do anything but if you're not sure take a step back reflect
0: yes. and
1: speak to people there is no harm in doing that no and you know acknowledge that you don't know You may come across some questions and may not know, and there is no harm because medical science is a huge field and it is impossible for everyone to know everything. Right. So, yeah, now let me discuss briefly what this uh, International Forum of Wellbeing is all about. First of all, this is to discuss, this is an open access information resource. Mm. It's a free resource to discuss and to learn about different aspects of well-being in pregnancy. And uh, this is an opportunity to explore what is going on with regards to uh, different practices from different parts of the world with regards to well-being in pregnancy. Now, this is not only about perinatal mental health problems. Yes, perinatal mental Mm -hmm. health is a part of it, but it is about the emotional well-being, which is important in each and every single pregnancy from all over the world. Regardless of the pregnancy outcomes, because sometimes when we talk about emotional health and well-being, uh, you know, we sort of focus on certain medical or, you know, mental health conditions, psychiatric condition. But emotional health is important in each and every single pregnancy. It is absolutely vital part of each and every single pregnancy, whether you have mental health problems or not. One point I forgot to mention, it is not particularly related to uh, if we, but, you know, I keep talking about it and always important for us to remember that half of the cases of serious mental health problem during pregnancy or afterwards, it happens to those who did not have mental health problems in the past. Mm -hmm. So this can happen for the first time uh, during this period. So if you are experiencing any mental health difficulty during pregnancy or afterwards, don't assume that, uh, you know, you cannot have that because no one is immune. And perhaps this is something, and regardless who you are, you know, in my uh, uh, clinical experience, uh, very limited experience I have compared to many others, that uh, what I have seen that, you know, absolutely everyone can be affected. You know, I have seen mothers from all walks of life From different ethnicities, regardless, if you're a human being, if you're going through pregnancy Mm -hmm. and parenthood, you are actually at risk.
0: Yes. Yeah. You
1: know, I basically sometimes don't like this uh, word risk, but sometimes to make people (laughs) understand, (laughs) I use this. But yeah, no one is immune. Everyone can be affected. So don't assume that, you know, you may be financially very well off. You may have an excellent career. uh, You never had any mental health difficulty does not rule out that, you know, you cannot have any mental health condition. And it is absolutely uh, possible to recover from it. And, you know, it is a full recovery is possible.
0: That's so important. That's so important to differentiate and make sure that people hear and understand that because there are so many assumptions I find, and maybe this is true for all medical conditions, but Mm. I think in particular for perinatal mental health, there's a lot of assumptions about who's affected, what these moms are like, what their issues are, how this happens, what means about their parenting and all of these things. Absolutely. This affects everybody.
1: And it does affect everybody. And most of the time, it is uh, simple measures. For example, you know, even if you're not a health professional, if you see someone, you know, one of your members of the family or friends, colleague, neighbor, uh, you know, who is pregnant, you all can play a simple role. And that can be a very, very vital part, actually. For example, you know, I always talk about three important factors here. One is diet, one is uh, rest, and, you know, third is uh, relaxation. So, you know, these are the three important things. So, in other words, you need to make sure that you are uh, having nutritious diet because you need to recover from the whole changes of your physical changes from the pregnancy and birth process. So this is uh, important. You need to make sure you are resting appropriately. You're sleeping properly because sleep deprivation is one of the important factors uh, uh, in it. And third is you know relaxation. You must look after yourself, and in fact, it can have an impact on the relationship as well. So it is important. Absolutely.
0: For your work with the forum, I will for sure put all of the links up that you asked and places for people to find the work that you're doing. And how can people get involved?
1: possibly we might actually discuss there are a lot of aspects we are trying to cover from international forum for well Begin pregnancy maybe you know we can have a discussion another day to be in detail but in the meantime everyone can get involved from any part of the world regardless whether they're health professionals or not mm-hmm. so they can do so first of all i will be sending you the different links on that so they can email us they can connect with us on facebook on twitter and also in Instagram as well, we have an account on YouTube, we have a channel, but uh, possibly the best and first port of call, maybe if you have any queries or anything you would like to contribute to it, this, you know, you can be a part of that, then please email us at contact, C-O-N-T-S-E-T at ifwip, I-F-W-I-P dot O-R-G. So this is the best way, our first port of call, and then we can definitely explore how we can work together.
0: Okay,
1: fantastic. Different ways you can contribute is that you can share your experience, your views, your opinions to it. And, you know, we would love to know whatever you are doing from different parts of the world.
0: That's awesome. I'm so glad for this and for there to be such a... Focus on pregnancy. This is so important. I just want to thank you for taking the time to tell us about your work and about how you see us being able to support perinatal women and families in a more holistic, all encompassing way. So, thank you so much for coming on today.
1: Thank you very much, Dr. Kat. And I wish you all the best for the future. And I wish all the very best, happiness, health, and well being for every single one who is listening to the podcast and their families too.
0: Thank you for that.
1: You're welcome.
0: So we talked about quite a few things in this episode, and I want to be sure to have all of the links to the things that we discussed in the show notes for you, and specifically the information that he mentioned from the World Health Organization and the inquiries into maternal deaths into the UK. And this is information that we can look at and try and expound on for what's going on all over the world. If you'd like to learn more about what Dr. Raja is doing, you can go to ifwip.org. That's the International Forum for Wellbeing in Pregnancy. And you can connect with him on Facebook and Twitter. I'd love to hear what you guys think about these concepts and if you have any thoughts on how we can be doing better work globally and in our local communities. Please come and find me on Facebook and Twitter and Instagram and join us in our Mom and Mind connection Facebook group as well. Thanks for being with us until next time. Thank you for joining us today. Please share this podcast. Together we can support moms and families so that no one has to deal with this alone. Come connect with us on Facebook and Instagram at Mom and Mind.